within this old house live two residents. One of them is John Russell, composer, professor. The other has been dead for over 70 years. Claire, I'd like to talk to you about the house. Did you die in this house? How did you die? Whatever it is, it's trying desperately to communicate. What is it in that house, Claire? What is it doing? Why is it trying to reach me? It's a hand. something of the senators. He wants it back. John? What is it you want? What do you want from me? Many films will frighten you. But only a few can really terrify you. The Changeling, an experience beyond total fear. All right, everyone, welcome back to Uncle Dad Owen. 31 days, 31 films, 31 guests. Now, with my, other, with my guest today, I'm very excited. He's a good friend. He's been on the show a bunch of times. He has arguably one of the sexiest voices we've had on the show. Uh, he's a legend in his own right. He does great zombie voices. And God damn, is he has stood. Give it up for Mike, not Hampton, Vaughn. What's up, Mike Vaughn? You have low standards, man. <laughs> First of all, you said zombie voices and then sexy, so everybody knows your fetish now. <laughs> good, they should, right? <laughs> Nobody's ever said sexy voice. Uh, creepy. <laughs> creepy is the common adjective. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, sometimes creepy sexy, man. That's funny. That's funny. Sure um, that. What is going up, sir? What's going on, sir? Going? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Plugging away. Plugging away. I God, love it. yeah. All we can do is plug away, keep working, and make sure our lives just are a little bit less shitty, right? Uh, I'm just I'm just watching my kid progress on GTA Online, and he's turning seven, by the way, and he can outfly anybody on that fucking game. It's amazing. Wow, maybe he'll grow yeah. up and be a pilot. I I don't know what he's doing, but it's it's <laughs> these. I think these young kids just don't have a sense of gravity yet, so they don't care about <laughs> where the ground is. It's amazing. I think that kind of makes sense for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Mike, you know we're here to talk about uh, horror movies and all that good stuff, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can't mention this. If you haven't listened to his episode, please go find it. But uh, you are actually the voice of uh, Ghostface from the TV show Scream. Yes. Thank you for making the distinction with the TV series. You have to, right? <laughs> my, my elderly mother still thinks I'm doing the movies. And I'm like, no, mom, stop it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, it's so great to have you back here. And, you know, you're. I think so far you are the only horror actor, technically. Ver- well. Yeah, I mean, most acting is horrible. So. <laughs> I, you, you keep more on, dude. I, you always make me laugh. I love it. Um, what's uh? So, what does horror mean to you? 
Uh, horror means the inside of your body starts to get super uncomfortable and tense. It's not a relaxing moment. So horror can come in any shape or form, like the 2016 election or um, a representative getting a hand job at a, a theater show. So horror can be anything that makes you super uncomfortable, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, as far as acting goes, there really, <laughs> there really there really isn't a ton of difference between comedy and horror because you got to commit to the absurdity of both scenes. So I, I, love, don't know. I love that you said that because a lot of people don't make that distinction. Like horror is comedy, and comedy is horror in many ways. I, I basically stole it from um, Jordan Peele, who who said the difference is the music. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, I've actually heard that from Quentin Tarantino. Oh, maybe he said it first. I don't know. It's it's kind of true. I mean, you know, it's like people are like, "Oh, you're just a voice actor." And it's like, no, acting's acting as acting across comedy or drama. You you have to you just have to be believable, I guess. I don't know. That's all. That's it. Yeah. You just gotta be believable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for the movie you chose, uh, now just so you know, mm-hmm. you won't hear this yet, Mike. But uh, when people listen to it, they're actually going to hear the audio only version of the trailer. Of the original okay. 1980s trailer. So they just heard that. And, and they're going to so- know how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, la- the last guest I talked to picked the 1965 movie, so you're uh, fine. Okay, that might be older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, you picked The Changeling, uh, the yep. 1980s version. Uh, so right out of the way, I- I've been asking everybody this question. How old were you when you watched it? And what was the feeling like? Uh, well, I didn't see it in theaters, I'm pretty sure. They wouldn't have let me in at eight years old when it came out. Um, okay, make sure so it was, it was probably, it was, I was probably in my teens and it was probably on HBO at that point when HBO first came out. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing mid, mid eighties. And how did that impact you when you watched it? Um, there was one scene that I've never forgotten. That's how it's impacted me. So basically, um, there's a scene with a ball that goes down a set of stairs, a little child's mm-hmm. red ball. Freaking terrifies me to this day. It is, it is. So that scene actually is spoofed on Scary Movie 1. Um, Yes, and uh, the TV series American Horror Story did something very similar season one or two. Um, They did something very similar. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. A little ball. Ball comes rolling out of some basement stairs in that case. But this one, the ball comes bouncing down the stairs. And the the tension the the what the oh my dear god you know kind of thing because i think we've all been scared in our house i almost told you amityville because that terrified me for weeks too yeah but yes yeah it's here's what i find fascinating is that everybody so far is picking movies that involve the home and involve the what the home home. yeah yeah Yeah. and that's fascinating to me and uh actually before we even dive into that uh can you give uh, the listeners um your summary of the changeling Okay, I'll do my best. Um, Angry old white guy, sad old white guy, uh, moves into this house. It's haunted AF, and he can't figure out what's going on. Scary things are happening. He discovers a room in the attic. Um, Eventually, he goes up there. He learns that a... uh, This is a spoiler alert, so turn off, guys, because this is the spoiler alert. He goes he goes up to the attic uh and discovers that a handicapped boy was kept up there by his parents against his will um and drowned killed by his parents and so he's haunting and you know that oh. that trope so 
Oh, even worse now that I'm a parent, you know what I mean? Like before I had kids, I'm like, yeah, get rid of the kids. But now I'm like, oh God, no, that's, that's bad. <laughs> perspective. <laughs> it doesn't funny. affect us until it affects us. Uh, that's actually well said for sure. Perspective. It doesn't affect us until it affects us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when uh, the change thing, I feel like when you talk about that, that's pretty, I would say it's arguably a pretty influential horror film. You know, obviously it's been spoofed and whatnot. Mm. And, um, when you watched it um, in that scene that it spoke to you, what, what really made that, what, why did it terrify you though? That's a good question. I think maybe that's why it still spooks me is because I can't nail it down and dissect it very well. Uh, a, I was young. B, I haven't watched it since. Um, and so if I, I'm, and I'm not going to watch it now as an adult because I don't want it to not hold up. So sure, I want to, yeah. I want the memory of how terrifying it was. Cause I bet if I watch it now, I'll roll my eyes and feel like an idiot. Um, <laughs> so I think at the time it was, uh, the kid stuff being a tween or younger and being terrified of the dark places in your house, Yeah, that whole thing. So it definitely tapped into like, uh, your house is dark my kid gets like this now if i turn the lights out on him when we're going upstairs in the basement he freaks out and <laughs> i just laugh but i have to remember that i was that way too so i think it taps into that childhood like the house is out of your control haunted demon spirits whatever freak just that unknown freaks you out so i think it's just primal it's just primal like oh crap I'm primal fear primal. yeah primal primal fear oh my god lights are out things are happening i don't know what's going on uh yeah. Now, now I have to ask you this: Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, I no, no, okay, no. But things have an energy for sure. When I moved to Portland, we rented a friend of mine's house in kind of an old but fancy part of town, tiny little house on the corner, and the house. I arrived like three in the morning after driving from LA. And I just plopped down on the bed, and I didn't sleep that great. Felt like I felt like I was being watched. Then <clears throat> I had to go in his basement. I crapped my pants, and I'm like 47, 48 at the time. Crap my pants going into that basement. I don't know. There was just a vibe. It just felt off. I don't know what was up. And it's an old house, and he's a more recent owner, so I don't. That house just felt off. And there's a hotel here in Oregon called the Edgefield Hotel, owned by McMinimins, Haunted AF. And they even give you haunted tours. It was an old poor farm where poor people died. Dude, there's a vibe. I've spent the night there three times, and I've never slept. Like, somebody is constantly just eyeballing your ass. and just, Oh, no, no, no. And it doesn't help that they use the dimmest light bulbs you can possibly sure, manufacture everywhere. So that place is... <laughs> There's a vibe. There's a vibe to stuff. I don't know what that is, but actual ghosts and stuff. I, I don't know. I don't so you know. think it's more of like a energy thing? Like energy, right? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. You know how you people energy. have energy. You know how people have energy. Like that dude feels shady. That that guy feels way too nice. Like, right. I I, I think that maybe gets embedded into places and things. Interesting. Interesting. I, you know, I, I what I find fascinating about that that statement there is that. It, it makes you think kind of like the change, like, like is the house haunted or is right. there? Or is this soul just tormented and you got to set him free as set is the free. plot of many horror movies. Right. Yeah. Do the exorcist. 
um, you know, I, I, the changeling, um, was directed by, uh, Peter, uh, Medoc, I think his name is. Okay. Uh, now did you, are you, are you, did you watch any of other movies of his? Do you think you know? Dude, I was what ten? No, no, I didn't. We didn't have IMDb back then, dude. Like, if you wanted to see who did a film, you had to like go to the movies and like write everything down real fast. I mean, we couldn't even take a camera. My God, man, I didn't know who anybody was. I didn't. I I was just like, oh, that's that guy from Patton. Like, that's all I knew. Like. That's the guy from Patton. You're totally right. He was too. And when I was young, I mean, I didn't even get into knowing who was who until my like mid forties. Like I'm still kind of bad at names and stuff. Well, let me, let me give you some uh, references as to what he did. Okay. 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 Surprise me. So some of the stuff, the most notable stuff he did uh, would obviously be the changeling, uh, the odd job, the babysitter. Uh, He also did, uh, which I never even heard of before. He did Zorro, the gay blade. Yep. Okay. I I never heard that. Uh, He did species two. <laughs> uh, for some reason, <laughs> uh, he directed multiple episodes of The Twilight Zone. Uh, but w- what I thought was shocking yeah. is that he also uh, uh, directed multiple episodes of The Wire. No shit. Yeah. Oh, but you know about directing on TV, right? No, tell me. Okay, so different mediums have different people in charge. Sure. So theater, apparently, the actors and then the writers are in charge. In film. The director is in charge. In TV, the showrunners and the Show producers are in charge. The director, the director position in TV, this is not always the case, but most, many of the instances is they give an actor or somebody who's been on the show a long time guest director credit to, they here, you can direct this episode of TV. A few of my friends have even done it. And it's like they get to direct a TV episode because the power and the responsibility is not like it is with the showrunners who are writing and producing the TV show. So uh, that can be a credit that's kind of like a thanks for helping us out. We'll give you a producer credit. But (laughs) but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's sometimes it's legit like, you know, collaboration and all that stuff and all that. But you rarely see like, for instance, I've been watching um, Reservoir. Reservation Dogs. Oh, nice. Good job. Freaking amazing. Right. But there's different directors on every episode and they have a different feel, which is great. But you know, the people behind it, you know, the executive producer, and I never say his name right. uh, Taika Waititi. Say it for me, please. Taika Waititi? Taika Waititi. Yeah. That's what I've always been told. I'll I'll watch anything that has his name on it because it's good. Same with Adam McKay. Anything that's got their name on it in TV. So to me, that's the indication. And then in film, yes, directors. Got it. Okay. So basically, Peter Minock didn't do shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Is he still alive? I shouldn't say that. If he's still alive. He's still no, alive. I, I mean, but yeah. But as as you can see, The Wire had many different directors for the that's different episodes. True, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's also been married three times. <laughs> I mean, that's standard for Hollywood. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm on two. I'm on two. I'm almost there. Yeah. Uh, the the lead was uh, played by George C. Scott. Yep. And uh, where do you know him from? <laughs> uh, he was also he also received five Tony nominations. Uh, he has been in uh, Broadway shows of Death of a Salesman and Inherit the Wild. Uh, nothing really too crazy other than Patton, I would say. But uh, he was very, very well known, very popular in the in the seventies. Yeah, yeah uh, but yeah. nothing like more. Like, oh, The Hustler is a good fucking movie. The Hustler, yeah, yeah. yeah he that's did. A great movie. Did a oh, lot. I guess he did The Rescue Down Under. You remember that cartoon? Mm, vaguely 
Yeah, the rescuers, the rescuers down under for any yeah. of my Disney folk. Uh, Patton was one of the voices in that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I like to bring that up because you know um, we talk about film, right? It's always like a legacy. Everybody has a legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Every actor, every director, whatever. Um, you know, I, and it's just kind of cool to see where these old time, not old timey, but I, I guess you would say older filmmakers kind of go and like. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what has been, what's been like another modern horror film that you really loved recently? Uh, the sex in the city movies, just absolute <laughs> horror, horror, <laughs> horror, <laughs> horror, everything from the writing to the acting, to the premise, to the casting. That is a shit show that I cannot get through. <laughs> I cannot get through it. My, my wife, we used to, when we started dating, we'd watch the TV series on HBO. Yeah. You know, which is a fun little, you know, silly romp that it was, whatever. Sure. Holy crap, those movies are so unbelievably bad. It's just terrifying. Also, <laughs> another terrifying was in Billions, they brought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to do a scene with uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Horror. It was absolute horror. I've never seen acting that bad from both of them. It was, <laughs> what the fuck? Like. See, and I can badmouth them because they're not coming back, and I'm not. I'm never going to make it onto the show. So fuck them. That yeah. was the worst episode. That was the worst scene. That was the worst scene I've ever seen in my life. Like, don't put poor. I mean, even the setup was bad. The writing was horrible, and poor Kareem. That's like saying, "Hey, Paul Giamatti, why don't you go on the court and score a couple of goals? You know, sure. score a couple of points." Fuck off, like that. Oh, I was. I was just. My neighbors come over and we watch it on Sunday nights and. Oh, I was ready to kill somebody after that. That was so painful. But you would agree that Paul Giamatti is a fabulous actor. Yes, and he should have been fabulous enough to go like, are you kidding me with this? No. Like, they should have said no, but they're just they're trying to wrap up the season, you know. And then again, in Billions, um, <laughs> I've loved bad-mouthing shows that are coming back. Um, uh, what was his um, – God, I'm spacing his name. Um, John Malkovich plays a Russian in his – Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh! <laughs> so Russian accent, you can see a and all that, and he's like doing John Malkovich, but with a lot more John Malkovich in it. And so it's like this Russian who uh, will say pretty much anything like this, you know? So oh my <laughs> god, what are you doing, dude? And the last scene he's in, he's like phoning in his fake arrest, you know? And right. that's that pretty much summarizes what he did for that whole episode. He just he just showed up, did it, and left. Oh my god! I can't talk. I can't talk. I phone in a lot of my my YouTube work. So sometimes that's <laughs> what happens, man. You got to get paid too, right? You know what? Yeah, we're just try- we're just trying to get through life. And here's this asshole Mike trying to badmouth people in their scenes. But you ask me what's horrible? That to me is horror now because I'm an old man, and horror doesn't scare me like it should. Uh, I appreciate uh, subtle tension more now. I appreciate good scenes. Who wants what? It's like, you know, you're a kid. You want the sugary stuff. You get to be an adult. You want something a little more complex and, and interesting. So I, mean, but I would argue I, that I is. think that applies with horror. The kids want the okay. slash and gore. The, sure. You know, I wanted the Friday the 13th. I wanted the Halloween series. I wanted to see Poltergeist destroy the house. I wanted to see the action. Now I watch I watch Guardians of the Galaxy. I watch action films. I'm not that interested in the 
action, I kind of go to my phone. And then the scenes, I'm like, oh, and same with video games. I'm all about the cutscenes. Screw the action. So this is an age thing. This I'm all of you <laughs> kids listening. When you get old, this is going to happen to you. <laughs> this is going to happen to you. You're going to be less into the stuff you're into now, and you're going to be into the stuff that your grandpa's into. <laughs> Trust me. Or in some cases, your uncle dad. Yeah, uncle dad. I don't know what you're into. I feel like you're kind of in the middle. I think you appreciate both. You appreciate both. But I, I do think horror it can be complex, though. I think it can be very challenging and unique. Uh, it's hard. See, to you're learning that. to appreciate that. You are aging. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you this. You know, the kind of like sidetracking real fast is: uh, Have you heard or seen uh, "Talk to Me"? Which one is that? It just came out. It was directed by this. Or it was basically an entirely Australian movie. It was an A twenty four movie. Uh, it was about the hand, and they would touch the hand. They would hold the hand, and they would say, "Talk to me," and then they would basically the a spirit would control their body. Oh, I've not seen that. No, you should look at the trailer. Okay. Up. Listeners, look those trailers okay. up too, right. uh, because it does a great job of just doing what it needs to do yep. without going the extra mile. I mean, it does have like it's about teens and TikTok and whatever, yeah. but it, but it does it in a smart way where it doesn't feel like it's about jump scares or it's about action. It's about the atmosphere bringing you in yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. I really recommend checking that out. Yes, as as we've discussed, horror can come in many different forms. Yeah, yeah, and some of your forms are are fun. Actually, talk, uh, here's a quick question for you about that. Uh, your your favorite John Malkovich movie? Uh, I actually I loved him uh, in the most recent TV series, um, Space Force. He's oh, absolutely right. he hysterical and brilliant in that. Yeah. I love that show, and he's really good in it. Uh, yeah. uh, just don't come on dude either get the russian accent or don't like <laughs> the most basic thing is they can't say a's if you're gonna go that thick they don't say a's and he went that thick and said a's and i'm just like dude you know my favorite performance by him is uh in con air <laughs> oh i don't even remember that yeah he was cyrus the virus <laughs> <laughs> it was very uh it was very like john malkovich yes acting as a as a criminal <laughs> okay i yeah i don't remember that movie i just remember it uh they had to get the the one criminal insulin because he was gonna die <laughs> that's and, right. and i'm a type 1 diabetic and that's not how it works all the guy actually needed was a coca-cola to stay alive and that's not as interesting or as dynamic as yeah. needing a vial of insulin which nobody needs insulin like that although, you can wait you can wait although i would argue that it would be kind of more interesting having a uh, nick cage uh, in that haircut going to a going to a, a liquor <laughs> store being like you guys got coke <laughs> <laughs> and then he's arrested again in yeah. another prison <laughs> he's, now he's got to make two escapes yeah two escapes, yeah. Exactly. yeah that's so funny yeah. uh so mike uh before we wrap up here um yeah. we want, want you we want or I, want, I guess we wanted to talk about uh your new your new little endeavor you oh god are taking on yeah, uh, a year a year after anybody gave a crap, uh, <laughs> uh, Cameo let me on. Yay, but then I noticed they let everybody else on too. Um, so, <laughs> yay, whatever. He's on Cameo, and he's I, not talking about the band. He's talking about the website. I prefer the band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, word up. Right? I'm a little offended. I'm a little offended that it's a year later, and after I did like my first Comic-Con, like the timing could not be worse. And yeah. they, they're constantly inundating me with how to market. Like it's become like a, 
uh, you know, a social media market yep. yourself so we can make money thing. And I'm just like, uh, you know, all the credibility is out the window. And I've got colleagues on there who are way better, way more talented, way more popular than me. And um, they're charging a rate that I wouldn't even turn on my – no offense to them, but I, 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 I have an electric bill and those rates don't even <laughs> – cover that so i'm just like no um so anyway i just thought it was interesting that they took this long i don't know why so and then i've gotten zero inquiries on it of course i've done no marketing but i kind of think that platform might be dead i don't know i think it'd be struggling i think and i think uh i think it's struggling because people can just hit me up on instagram and they have and they're like hey would you voice this little thing for my little pet project and i go sure and i charge them the same rate that i'm charging on cameo so who cares gotcha. but if our audience wanted to hit you up on cameo fuck it don't I'll just lose it <laughs> don't. don't just go, go to you directly go yeah go to instagram follow me i'd rather have the followers on instagram so i can post offensive things when i'm done with my career and piss everybody off you be like log your audience to burn at the end <laughs> right. uh yeah and just hit me direct message and i i do see the the messages because i also troll um spammers on there i have a lot of fun doing that i bet you do, you do. I, I can actually imagine that very much <laughs> you haven't seen them you haven't I seen haven't, them? No. uh i did a whole series where the spam is one of those uh korean women trying to do the long con on you where they try to bond with you and then they i guess eventually ask for money or whatever yeah. I did nothing but Pee Wee Herman uh, movie quotes from Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I did nothing but Pee Wee Herman quotes. R.I.P. R.I.P. And then, and then other ones I do nothing but um, land down under uh, men at work lyrics. <laughs> That's all I do. Oh my god! Uh, I've, got, I've got my my handful of characters and uh, plots that I I throw on them and see how it turns out. So. I love it. I love it. I, I, you're I, you're you're a quick guy, so I, I can totally see you like just. <laughs> Taking a moment of that. I can take my time on Instagram. There's yeah, no of rush. course. There's, There's no just, rush. Just, all right. Boom. <laughs> the, 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 the spam phone calls have stopped. I don't I don't get those anymore. So I'm kind of sad about that. So. The spam phone calls, uh, I can mm. also see you responding very fun to those too. And you have all it the got voices. hard. They, you used to be able to get through to a human to fuck with them like really quick. Now you – they so basically they – they they're using AI or they're using a good algorithm or something, but they listen to the voice when you pick up and say hello, and they instantly want older and dumber. Those are the two requirements. And if you sound young or aggressive or anything like that, it just that's why they hang up on you because you didn't meet the dumb oh. dumb the dumb dumb level to do it. So when you get a spam call, you got to go hello, you know, <laughs> and then maybe you'll get through. And then sometimes it'll cross reference your number with other stuff and then they just hang up and so and then you get the ai if you watch the tv series telemarketers at the very end they tell you what's happened and they've moved completely they recorded all those guys doing the telemarketing calls and it's ai now calling you and Whoa. so yep it's all ai and so it's all automatic so now you got to get through a robot to get through to a real person which may not even happen so messing with spam callers is almost impossible for me now because I'm on too many lists. I've done, I've messed with them too many times. Wow. Well, yeah. I'll say this, uh, AI, that's probably the most realistic horror we have right now. So, <laughs> so that's a whole other story for another time. Uh, but can you tell us where our audience can connect with you? Uh, the underscore Mike underscore Vaughn on Instagram is the best one. Um, YouTube is Mike J Vaughn. Uh, and I love it when you go to my IMDB page, imdb.me slash Mike Vaughn, M-I-K-A-V-A-U-G-H-N. 
Boom. That sounds good. Go check him out, guys. Thank you again for talking about talking Thank horror. You. It's that was been fun. great just doing that. Uh, we, I, my thing is like, what better way we can connect with people through movies and through horror film? And you know, I love True. it, man. So thank you so much, and everybody, go check them out. And remember, everybody, thirty-one days, thirty-one movies, thirty-one guests. So we will see you tomorrow. Guys.